Let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Drinking a little drink, smoking a little smoke, getting down to business. For ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. We check mark ass fucks. We know that the best is yet to come. God bless you and God bless America. You gotta go down the hole. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. The world is fucking burning. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Nikola Tesla is my boy. But we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. Conspiracy. You guys know I don't like talking too long before the show starts, and we don't do ads here anymore, so we're going to get right into it. Enjoy the show. All right, here we go, rabbit holers. I'm your host, Mitch Vuk. Usually I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler, but he's abandoned me for, I think, the third time now, so I'm going to have to start taking applications if anyone wants to. Today on the show, we have Conspiracy Kyle, host of a great podcast called Conspiracy in the Force. It's a Star Wars-based conspiracy show, and those are two of my favorite things, so it's right up my alley. Kyle, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, Mitch. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Anytime, brother. I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. You know, just surviving the pandemic. Plandemic. Yeah, exactly. Heck. Yeah, <laughs> best you can. Right. Well, I love your show, man, uh, because two things. I'm obviously a big fan of Star Wars. I even have a Jedi Order tattoo on my leg. Awesome. <laughs> and awesome. they're, they're also pretty short. I like the short, quick hitters. They're uh, they're better than like long, two-hour, three-hour stuff. Like Joe Rogan's podcast is too long, in my opinion. I don't even listen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, kind of the reason I did that is because... You know, there's so many other great podcasts like like your own and then a lot of other really great ones out there like Sam Tripoli, um, mm-hmm. you know, some someone you've had on your show before, Jack Allen, good yeah, friends he, with him. His podcast great. is great. You know, a lot of people have really great, you know, hour long ish type podcasts. So and, and you know, with with the kind of stuff I talk about. I, I, and honestly, I'll, in full disclosure, you know, I don't do as much research as a lot of these other people that have these huge, long podcasts. Yeah, I mean, so brother, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, right. You know, what I'm saying so like um, I like to, I like to listen to them to, to get a lot of information from them and, you know, look up some stuff on my own, too. But so I kind of feel like what what I'm doing is kind of like, you know, the appetizer to dive into more of those serious topics, you know, that people have done that have done, you know, hundreds of hours of research on, you know what I mean? So. I consider my podcast like you know the cheese sticks to to the <laughs> steak of some of the of some of those content creators. I like that. I like that. I'm a big cheese stick guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm hungry thinking about it, so I'm not going to mention it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first uh, question we always ask our guests is, "What first sent you down your rabbit hole? How did you start this podcast? What brought you into this type of stuff?" Sure. So. Yeah, so I've been thinking about this for about a week or so since um, you know I started listening in and, and knew that's one of the things you ask. So you know, for me, I think it's it was kind of been a slow burn over the past several years. You know, certain things happen that you know kind of start to get you to think a little bit, but then as time goes by, as things go on, you know, you kind of you know put it out of your mind and move on to other things. Right. But you know, kind of thinking back about a few little not necessarily connected events, um, just some random conversations, a few things in the news that, you know, looking back now, it kind of got my brain, you know, into a new way of thinking, right? Because that's what, that's what we do, right? It's, 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 it's no different. Um, we, we just, we just think about things differently. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, we're looking at the same kind of information as everybody else, but we're kind of digesting it and thinking about it in a different way. So, you know, I, I think a few years back, um, I used to have a manager that I worked for, and you know, in this kind of this this quote always stuck out in my mind. She would always tell me, like, "Listen, Kyle, you know, whenever you see anything that happens in the news, just remember that there's something more important going on that they're not telling you." You know what I mean? And that's right. I think that's really true, right? I mean, everything you see um, is is a misdirect. You know. Um, 
or it's or it's an event you should be talking about, but they're you know diverting you in the wrong way to push a narrative of X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that was one um, one thing I thought I, I still think about to this day. I'm like, you know what? That really makes a lot of sense, and I don't think I digested it correctly back then. And then I also had somebody that I worked with. He would talk to me about you know all the stuff like about the ancient aliens. You know, people have different yeah. opinions about that kind of stuff. You know, I, I don't know necessarily how I how I feel about that. There's a lot more intelligent people that talk about that kind of stuff, but it, it got my, you know, and, and when I first heard about that, I, you know, I had so much, you know, cognitive dissonance. I'm like, no way there, there's no way that that's even a possible thing, you know? And, um, I, I think I'm more open to that kind of thing to at least to discuss it or look into it now, but he would talk about that kind of stuff. And he would also talk about, you know, he's like, he's like, I don't vote. We're like, well, what the heck you don't vote. Why don't you vote? Cause like, it doesn't well, matter. Like, <laughs> Right. You know, and, and at that point, you know, I because I grew up, you know, really, really conservative, um, conservative Christian, conservative Republican. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you always go, you go vote. You know, you go vote. That's what you do. You vote straight down the Republican side. That's what you do. And you just go and do that every two years. And that's your that's your duty to do. So right. when you, civic duty, I feel you. Yeah, right. C- civic duty. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he would when he said that, I'm like what the heck? It's like, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I hear you complaining all the time about this happening and this happening, but you don't vote. He's like, he's like, there's no point. It's he's like, it's, he's like, it's already figured out. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, dude, that I'm like, you're crazy. You know what I mean? Like it, it and, and you, you probably know too, like at a time, like when people talk about that kind of stuff with you, when you're not ready to hear it, it's a, uh, it's a shock to the system. And, you, and I just kind of disregard. I'm like, no way this dude's crazy. Right. Um, Some things with the election that I first noticed, like obviously back in 2000, I was a little too young for the whole Bush Gore hanging Chad thing in Florida, but I saw older people reacting to it. So that kind of stuck. And then in 2016, when the Democratic Party snubbed Bernie Sanders and put up Hillary, I was like, okay, that's rigged. And then this year, I mean, we obviously saw that election was already decided. Like they put Joe Biden up. They we were talking about in an earlier episode how Time Magazine admitted that there was people fortifying the election. That's what they called it, fortifying. Right, right? yeah. When you say fortifying, it, it, you know, it's different than fraud. Right, you know? It's it's they, they rigged it. So right. I, 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 right. I understand what you're saying, that the election system is a big thing to look at when you're diving in the conspiracy world. It's a, yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, going back to the whole Bush, Bush thing, as you mentioned, that's another thing, too, is – you know, I always grew up thinking like he was a great he was a great guy. He was doing great stuff for the country. He was helping us fight these wars in the Middle East and stuff. And, you know, over the past year or so, and you know, I'll reference, you know, um someone you had him before, Jack Allen. Right. Something I learned from a lot of research he did was like, dude, George Bush and the Bush family are are terrible people. Yes, they're you know gangsters <laughs> at the highest level. Right. Like they've been involved in so much shit going back to like Nazi Germany yeah. and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, at that time, you know, I, yeah. So I was shooting 2000. I was I was 16. So I think maybe um, I don't know. I don't I didn't vote in that one. But I voted in the next one. Mm-hmm. But I was right around that age where I was like, you know, getting hyped up about, hey, go Bush and all this stuff. And thinking now, you know, like you mentioned about the hanging Chad thing where it was a whole big ordeal. It, it really didn't it really wouldn't have mattered one way or the other yeah. how that went you know what i mean because it's really too you know you you come to find out um that it, all these sides it's really you know two sides of the same coin exactly two wings of the same you know, bird they, that's the one i like <laughs> right two wings yeah. of the same bird i like that so yeah they have the same um they have the same goals they have the same motivations it's just kind of to keep us separated and this side versus this side so so anyway so like all, i've had all these little kind of bits and things um, that thinking about over the years, but then the one thing that really got me thinking and actually starting to research um, was the Vegas shooting. So that was about yeah. what four or five years ago, right? Twenty seventeen, um, I think. Twenty seven, yeah, yeah. twenty seventeen. And you know, you know, my wife doesn't dive into a whole lot of this conspiracy stuff like I do, but like we were both looking at this event um, because it happened to happen. You know, t- with one of her favorite country artists was involved, yeah, so, Jason so she was Aldean. really Jason Aldean. Yeah, yeah. so she was really interested in what was going on and she was trying to find news and stuff. And she's like, she's like, what the hell? She's like, it's been like three days and there's no news about this. Right. They, like, 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 they had to hush it up until they could come out with the story that they wanted, you know, not what actually happened. It, there yeah, is a exactly. lot of fishy stuff about that. 
shooting. Exactly. Exactly. And like, and we were just really normies at that point, but we were both like, come on, Mm -hmm. this is like allegedly the biggest mass shooting in, in American history. And there's nothing, there's no information about it. They just basically, you know, burned all the evidence of this because, you know, maybe it didn't go the way they wanted for the psyop or whatever, or something got compromised. But like, it's like, come on, there's, there's no way that, you know, in, 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 you look in the news every single day, so many more minor stories get blown out of proportion a hundred times that event. Right. Like just, I saw a stat that after the Smith-Munt Act of 2012, the number of mass shootings just skyrocketed in the U.S. because they just reported on more stuff and blew it out of proportion. You know, oh, two people right. died from a gang shooting and they put it nationwide, you know, and it's it, it's just a scare tactic to uh, keep us all controlled, in my opinion. Exactly. And, you know, like the big thing, obviously, in the news now, the whole the whole thing down in down in Georgia, you know, that's a whole nother mm-hmm. event that they're, you know, blowing up to being something that it's, it's probably not, right. you know, more than an, an isolated event, but yeah, they're going right. to come out with gun control legislation and it fits their agenda and whatnot. So. That, that is definitely part of it. They got to take away our guns before they put on the, uh, the real depopulation agenda, you know what I mean? So we can't all fight mm-hmm. back, but right. So, so anyways, like I think the Vegas shooting was kind of where my brains first started thinking mm-hmm. about that kind of stuff. And then, you know, kind of, um, end of 2019, uh, early 2020, you know, right before COVID kind of stumbled onto like a bunch of conspiracy podcasts, like the, um, you know, Tim no Foral more Stuart Trummy and, G and, uh, and yeah, Sam, yeah. Trip- Sam Tripoli, stuff like that. Um, kind of stumbled upon it by accident. I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. Some of it really, I was kind of pissed about when I listened to it, you know, especially stuff about like the Bush family. I'm like, I'm like no way. These are good people. Da, da, da. But then I started listening. I'm like, you know what? It kind of makes more and more sense. And then obviously COVID stuff rolls in and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Something really is, is, is freaking happening here. So it's kind of hard gonna... to think about how these people don't see it yet, how they don't see it's a big hoax. But I think more and more people are waking up. But like you said, it's hard to accept some things. There, There is that cognitive dissonance that they, they don't want to accept it, you know? So, right, right. So I and, give some and, you know, people like, benefit yeah, of the doubt. Over the past year, you yeah. know, um, I didn't really think anything about the whole 9-11 thing. I know that's one of people's yeah. big things that kind of woke them up. That is but then, a big yeah, one. Over the past year or so, thinking about it, um, you know, really like, holy crap, there's a whole lot of crap going on. And then I've tried to talk to what you mentioned about the – some people don't want to don't want to hear to listen to it. Talk to talk to a friend of ours. Um, I started talking about the nine eleven stuff, and she's like, "You know what?" She's like, "I don't want to hear it." She's like, "Because and she and she's a Democrat." Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not even like she's like a pro Bush person. She's like, "I don't want to hear it because I don't want to think that the world is that bad that things like that would happen intentionally." And I'm like, "Well, it's okay. You got you got another thing coming then because it ain't gonna get any better." Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. You, you once you fall down the rabbit hole, it never ends, brother. <laughs> right, right, and and you and you can probably appreciate this too. Like now, you know, once you're kind of awake to a lot of this stuff, you know, you see everywhere. You see everywhere. You know, even you know, basic TVs and movies. It's hard yeah. to just sit down and you know turn your mind off and watch a movie. You know anymore? I know. Just um, the simplest Netflix shows. They got to add all their propaganda <laughs> and little political. Oh yeah, and it's it's hard to watch, dude. I, I told my wife and, and she thought it was, well, I was crazy because, you know, we were watching this Netflix show and I'm like, listen, I guarantee you by the second or third season, one of these characters is going to um, be a le- be gay or a lesbian. Yep. Like I, I guarantee it. And not that there's anything wrong about that, right. but you know, but Netflix does in every single show, you oh. know, they, they, for, they force it in there, whether it was, it's good for the story or not. And that's my, my biggest problem is, you know that obviously that stuff exists in our world, and I have no no problem with it one way or the other. But it doesn't need to be forced in where it it doesn't need to be. You know, I completely agree, man. Now this is a good little segue to something you might be more familiar about. Disney bought out Star Wars, as we all know, and did this uh, sequel series, and is start starting all these new projects. But we're seeing people like Cara Dune and. Uh, they're getting censored and written off if they don't follow certain guidelines. Like, I just wanted your opinion. What do you, what do you think about Disney coming on to people? Yeah, I, I think, I think that thing really, that really sucked for a lot of reasons. Um, 
the biggest one in my opinion for that is the the, the left or whatever you want to call them the left the corporate left whatever they've always been about allegedly about equality and everyone's voice gets to be heard but but as we know that whatever they say it's always the opposite so mm-hmm. when they say we're about equality we're about everyone's voice being heard they're saying the only the voices that should be heard are what agrees with with our our thinking and our philosophy so from that aspect you know it, it's it's really for one it's not surprising um but for two you know the other big thing that um, the new Lucasfilm Disney, you know, team has been doing is, you know, every, 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 every project they've, they've gone through has had a really strong female lead character, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I think, I think it's a great thing. I mean, um, that, that, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. There should be great female leads. There should be great male leads. There should be great, whatever race, love to gender, see hot whatever. chicks kicking There's, ass, you know? Yeah, exactly. If they, if they kick ass, if they're an awesome character, then, that's sweet. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's great for the story. Um, and, you know, Gina Carano's character in the Mandalorian, Cara Dune, I mean, she was, she was kicking ass, you know, and I think, I think that that's a good role model for, for girls coming up. You know, you have to put the, I think a lot of times you have to put the, um, the actor or actress aside. Yeah. In, well, her in, personal especially beliefs in, don't matter at that point. Right. Right. Yeah. right. I mean, obviously, if, if they've been doing some really nasty, horrifying shit in real life. Yeah, but just then, because you know, you, she you, says some conservative thoughts, she gets kicked out. But you know. Right. Right. So so that's the other thing is like they want to have strong female leads and, and, and a, a little a little rabbit hole within mm-hmm. this rabbit hole show on that. Always. Um, <laughs> you, you, you know, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who's the president of Lucasfilm. She she tries to act like um, this new era of, of Star Wars Disney that like they've created like the female lead character, mm-hmm. which is complete and utter bullshit. Because you know, go back to the original Star Wars. You know who was one of the most badass characters in in it that got him out of a lot of situations? Leia, Princess Leia. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like right. um, and even in, back in the seventies too, you had the Alien franchise. You had. You know, Sigourney Weaver as as exactly. Ripley, you know, kicking ass, killing all these aliens on this spaceship, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that um, the, the strong female lead has been around this whole time, but they've been really trying to virtue signal and say that what they're doing is so great and, and so awesome, um, thinking that they're the ones that invented it. But obviously, we know that that's that's not the case. I mean, that's, you know, those kind of female strong female characters have been going on for for decades and decades at this point. But. Um, so, so, so yeah, it's, it's really not, not surprising what they did. And, you know, a a lot of people ask me the question, like, well, do you think Disney, because they're doing this kind of stuff, like it's the whole go woke, go woke, go broke type of thing. Like, do you think, um, do you think that's going to happen? And I'll be honest, I don't, I don't think so. Not with Disney. No, no, because like nobody, nobody is going to cancel Disney plus because of that character change. Right. You know, I mean, if, if it's, if it was, um, it has to be really, it has to be really extreme for things to ever get that bad. But like, like, honestly, like, you know, I have, I have little kids, a lot of, like a lot of people have kids, like what are you going to cancel Disney plus on them? There's, there's, right. there's no way they would ride. Um, so <laughs> they're, they're going to, they're going to get away with it. But at the same time, what they're doing is they're, they're putting off. And I think it's intentional. I think they're putting off, um, you know, people like in our generation or older that grew up with Star Wars, they mm-hmm. they they want to present their Star Wars and they don't want any baggage. You know what I mean? Like, so all of us that grew up with the original movies, like they really don't want, in my opinion, I don't think they want us around anymore um, because they want this younger generation to to push any kind of propaganda or this or that on it. But um, th- that being said, you know the Mandalorian series. I think is is heading in a, a yeah. different direction. You know, which I did is, like it. You know, I did like it. Yeah, I, I think it it really you know um, resembles what you what you saw in the original movies, which is which is great. And I think that's what's been keeping a lot of you know I, I wouldn't say older. You know, probably you know people like you know twenties, thirties, forties, and older that right. grew up with you know the Lucas stuff. 
Um, it, I think it's kind of kept us in, interested. But then, yeah, but then the Carrie Dune thing, it kind of just throws a wrench in it. You're like, well, what, what the hell? You had a really good thing going and you had to to do something like this. So yeah. it's it's unfortunate that it happened. I mean, as much as I like her as a character, I don't think that it's really going to alter the story that much, unfortunately. I mean, it right. was... Right, she was, wasn't a major player anyway, but... N- no, I think, I think the number was like, of the 16 episodes, she was in like six of them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, while while it su- it sucks that she's not going to be be in it, um, I think that, you know the story will go on, and you know people will people will, will forget about it, you know, like they like they do about stuff like this, and move on to something else. Yeah, I, us d- more diehard Star Wars fans love the Mandalorian more for those little bits of lore that they add in there, you know, rather than the over encompassing story. I mean, we all love Baby Yoda. Don't get us wrong, Grogu is great, <laughs> right? But I don't know. That that's why I like the Mandalorian. I see Ahsoka Tano and I get fucking hype, you know. <laughs> Heck yeah. Now let me ask you, what's your um have you seen all the movies, all the shows, et cetera? Kinda of what is your I've um, seen with Star Wars? I've seen all the movies. I've seen Rebels and I've seen the Clone Wars. Um farther from that i haven't read any literature and there might be some I, i've seen the holiday special I, that was hilarious it was, it was a <laughs> tough sorry. hour and a half i'm but, sorry you, you had know. to do that <laughs> <laughs> did you see that uh they're releasing a little bit of that the part about boba fett onto disney plus so they're taking oh, that'll be cool they're taking away all the bad parts of the holiday special and giving us that good 10 minutes of animation they put in there oh <laughs> oh, thank God! We don't, we don't have to have like the Golden Girls singing or anything like that. That was freaking terrible. <laughs> I was thank cracking God. up the first time I watched that. But anyway, <laughs> um, we're talking about the Mandalorian, and one of your episodes on your show is actually the Mandalorian effect. It talks about the Mandela effect, and I have a couple questions about you about that. What are your top three favorite Mandela effects? And I'll I'll give you my top one when you're done. But uh. Mm-hmm. Top three Mandela effects. <laughs> um, I, I think I think the number one has to be the Darth Vader. You know, um, Luke. It's not. Yeah. He doesn't say Luke. I'm your father. It's it's no. I'm your father. I, was okay. that the one that you were gonna say? Yeah, the, and the other one that's uh, Star Wars related that I've written down is C3PO's silver leg. Like I, I honestly don't remember him having silver leg, but watching it obviously. Uh, he does have one. Right. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? That's one that I never picked on e- up on either, but mm-hmm. I guess I kind of have a good excuse. Like, I have I have a slight colorblindness issue. Oh, uh, really? So well, I, probably, yeah. <laughs> I probably never really saw it anyways. It, <laughs> right. And honestly, the videography back then wasn't the greatest. It might have just looked the same anyway. But <laughs> um, I think – and the other one is, – it's not necessarily from, from Star Wars. Right, yeah, but, they can be anything. I don't care. Um, and, and I had actually just watched it uh, the other day with my kids. Plus, you know, the original Snow White from, you know, 80 years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody always says, like, you know, mirror, mirror on the wall, you know, in reference to, you know, when the Wicked Queen's talking to the the, wall, right. the the mirror or whatever. But, like, they never say mirror, mirror on the wall. It's magic mirror on the wall. Right. But, you know, it's right. one of those things that it's just like it's stuck in your it's stuck mm-hmm. in your head that yep. it's like that. And. In, in the other one, I, I, and I think I talked about this in the podcast, so I don't, I don't know if it necessarily applies or not, mm-hmm. but I think it's just something that I misinterpreted in Star Wars. Um, you remember when Yoda was talking to Luke, when Luke first showed up there, he said, hey, I want to be trained and this and that. And Yoda was like, he's like, you know, um, he was talking to Obi-Wan, you know, through the Force. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, you know, this one, he, he's like, he's talking about a, a person. He's like, you know, this one I watched all the time. He, he always had his sights to the future. He never had his mind on where he was, what he was doing. Right. Um, and he's, and he's talking about Luke because, you know, he's been basically like Obi-Wan was, you know, kind of what, like, I guess, I don't know, like big brother surveillance, I guess, over <laughs> Luke's, you know, ch- childhood, you know, just because, you know, they thought that he was, you know, the chosen one and he was going to help bring balance to everything. So she had been watching over Luke and he saw that he was just this impulsive bratty, whiny kid um and he's like i can't train this kid he's like he's too old he's too whiny this and that so that's really what he was talking about but you know when i you know because when i grew up i kind of saw all the original trilogy and then the prequels like all within like a you know probably six to eight year period 
So when I heard him say that line, you know, this one I watched all the while he looked away to the future, it, it, it made me think that he was talking about Anakin, you know, his father instead. Uh, okay. Because because that's really what Anakin was doing, right? He was like, I can, I'm going to be the most powerful Jedi. I'm going to do this. I'm going to save people, this and that. So I, I'd always thought that he was talking about Luke's father instead. But at that point, Luke didn't even know who his father was. So it, it really didn't, wouldn't, didn't make sense story-wise. But that's one thing I always attributed to that uh, incorrectly hmm. interesting yeah, uh the one that i dude it drives me insane i am convinced that i am from a different universe because the fruit <laughs> of the loom fucking logo doesn't have a cornucopia i know without a mm. doubt i the, that's the underwear i had growing up as a kid and without a doubt there was a cornucopia on that logo <laughs> yeah I, I can see it in my mind honestly I think I, don't know. It, I think there's only two explanations for all these Mandela effects where people are misremembering the past. Either there are parallel realities that are just slightly different than ours and we might jump from time to time, or time travel's real and people are going back and changing little things and after they do we you know, we remember it. It it it's fucky dude, I don't know. It has to be one yeah. of them too. Some something like that. I mean, that's like I don't know if you have you ever read the book 1984. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I actually just I just read it recently. And yeah, and the, you know that you mentioned about the the time traveling aspect. Well, I guess there's no time travel in it, but you know that's one of the big aspects, right? Is these people are going back and rewriting things and like literally rewriting things in history and then going in. Well, and, uh, that's snatching true too. Up all the, snatching up too. those books and articles and stuff and, and changing the stuff. So so people are left with these fragments of thoughts that are are false and and it, and it makes them look crazy when they talk about it and that's why nobody talks about it and that's why nobody you know is it fights back or anything because they just look crazy right and i think um, we do have a lot of that going on today i think with their ai computers they could go in and change basically whatever they wanted but the the fruit of the loom thing, man. I tried to look up some of my old underwear, and they they didn't have a cornucopia. They can't change that, you know. Like, I don't know. You, you know what the other one too? While we're while we're on that topic, is the Berenstein Bears. Yeah, that's another that, one I just thought about too. That's the I was most just popular, looking at that book upstairs with my kids, and I'm like, I, I just I think for that one, it's like our parents just just um said it to us incorrectly i mean it's s-t-a-i-n not s-t-e-i-n yeah but nobody ever pronounced berenstain you know it sounds it sounds silly to say it that way ever it's just berenstain bears right and that, that could be. and plus and plus i think the english language is just so messed up as it is it's it's unnecessarily complex you know everybody's everybody's upset about common core math and stuff but jesus christ look at the english language we have so many unnecessary you know, consonants and letters and stuff and words, like, just for no reason. I know. It's really impressive. They're, if you're from another country, it's common to know multiple languages and maybe even English, too. And learning English is hard. I Like, I know a little bit of Spanish, I, just like anyone that took four years of it in high school, but right. I don't I don't know another language. That, I, I find it extremely <laughs> difficult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well... Speaking of children's books getting censored, I dug up one of my Dr. Seuss books, and it was one of the ones that got canceled. I think it's his first book, the Mulberry Street one, and it has the, mm -hmm. you know, it says, and a Chinese man eats with sticks or whatever. Yeah, a little racist, and they have a picture of a guy with chopsticks, but they, they quit printing the book just for that. What, what, do you, what do you think about cancel culture? Well, and I'll talk about cancel culture, but now that you've just mentioned that, I mean yeah. that happened what about a week ago or so, right? When that when that all went down, you know, and it was specifically you know with Asian discrimination, and then you know what do we see this week? You know, you know more of that narrative being rolled out. It's it's like all these things are just slowly put into our, our collective consciousness for one reason or another. You know, I don't necessarily know what the reason is yet, but you know what I mean, like probably just to separate us. what was picked out. Yeah. Um, can cancel culture, cancel culture sucks and it's, it's fashionable right now for, for people like us who aren't agreeing with, you know, narratives about COVID and all other kinds of conspiracies. Like mm -hmm. it's fashionable right now for 
people that believe what we believe to be canceled. Um, and the people on the other side are, are, are cheering it on wholeheartedly. But but you never know how this stuff ebbs and flows. And if it ever turned around that we were in the right and other people were in the wrong that have been cheering on cancel culture and they get canceled, they're going to it, it, they're going to be like um, they're going to be just completely stunned. It's like you hit them with a stun gun. They like they wouldn't be able to to function or, or talk about it. So I think when you talk about cancel culture, there's no way of telling which way it's going to go. Um, so you should never be for it one way or the other, to be honest. Um, you know, you can you can boycott things. You know, you can I, – I, yeah, I, I prefer things – instead of cancel culture, instead of getting people fired, this and that, like, you know, vote with vote with your dollars. You know, yeah. vote with your, your crypto, whatever. Like, you know, if, if, if a company is doing something that you don't believe in or an, anti this or that, don't buy from them anymore. Don't post about it on social media. Just don't, yeah. just don't buy from them anymore. Quit bitching you know, and actually do something. It, it, exactly. You know, there's a whole lot of, you know, talking about a stuff, but not a whole lot of, whole lot of doing, you know, I think if, and I think it all comes down to just your, your personal choice because, um, just because I don't believe what somebody else believes that, that, um, I should be canceled, you know, that, that person should just, you know, listen to a different podcast or, yeah. or unfollow me on Twitter. Divert you your know, attention it, to somewhere else. Like, right, right. It, it, and I think it's really important to, you know, focus your energy in, in positive directions. You know, I'm not, um, really well versed and, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, talk about, you know, energy and all kinds of stuff, oh, yeah. but, it, you know, on just a, a basic level, I think if all these people are focusing their energy in such negative ways that that has a way of coming back around on them, you know, and um, without a doubt, I'm a big proponent of you manifest your reality. I tell people that all the time, whatever energy you put out in the universe, it's going to reciprocate right back. It's like the right. law, law of attraction. I think that's right. one, one way oh, to put it. A hundred percent. Like, you know, if I'm, if I'm having a bad day, you know, guess what? Conveniently enough, that's the day my kids are acting up. Right. But if I'm in a great, if I'm in a great mood, my kids are in a great mood. It, mm -hmm. It's, but people don't, don't put those two and two together. When, when bad things happen, they're like, oh, woe is me. Oh, this didn't work out. I didn't get this job. And in this, well, it's like, well, if, if you're moping around like that, you're not going to get anything you want. Yeah. You never, you know? you'll um, never improve from that state of mind, you know? Right. Right. And, um, you know, kind of going back to that Star Wars quote from Yoda where, you know, um, Yoda was watching Luke and he said, you know, all the, all the while Luke just kept looking away to the future, this and that. And he was like, you know, Luke wanted to get off his planet and do this and that. It's like, well, why didn't, why didn't you actually do something for yourself to, to do that? Mm -hmm. You know, it took, you know, Luke Skywalker is one of the greatest characters of all time, but it literally took his aunt and uncle getting burned to death for him to decide to leave the, leave the planet. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, he didn't have a choice at that, at that point. But it's like manifest your reality, like like do do something about it. And, you know, he spent most of that movie moping around. Oh, I can't go hang out with my friends. I can't go down to the, you know, the galactic hardware store. Like like, dude, quit whining and, and get out there and make something of yourself. And, he, and you know, he he learned he learned a hard lesson that way. Um, and it, I think it uh, people people and this is kind of maybe a little bit of a sidebar from the cancel culture, but but people need to learn hard lessons in life. And they need to to learn from them and grow from them, <clears throat> you know, and not and not sit around and whine and complain. It's another, you know, like you said, about you know manifesting your reality. It all it all works together. You know, the, the universe works together. Just you know, just like the force. Mm -hmm. You know, there has to be balance. Light. You have to have highs and lows. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Like there's you know po positive energy put out positive energy comes back to you 100. percent Yeah. I was going to say one of my favorite Yoda quotes is do or do not. There is no try. Just make it happen, man. Just make it happen. Right. Right. <laughs> it's, it's better to, it's better to try and fail than not try at all. Exactly. You know, right. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky <laughs> and Michael Scott. Yes. That's a great quote. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> all right, man, before I ask you uh, a last couple questions, do you want to plug all your stuff and tell the people where they can reach you? Sure. Um, so my podcast, it's called Conspiracy in the Force. 
you can find it pretty much anywhere apple google spotify uh, podbean anywhere like that um you can follow me on twitter it's at conspiracy underscore kyle and that's conspiracy with a k which to be honest i think that's worked out well for me i haven't gotten you know banned or anything because they probably scan they probably scan for stuff that says conspiracy and wipe it out but um so you can follow me there on twitter at, at conspiracy underscore kyle and then i have a youtube page which i've started to roll out some more stuff recently i've been trying to do some little powerpoint presentations and, and things like that and also audio only versions of the podcast and then some um remastered versions of the podcast with you know some some visual stuff because you know sometimes especially with star wars it's such a visual medium um i've been going back to the my first few episodes and trying to you know, post the audio of that, but then post some some images and videos from the movies and stuff that kind of go along with it to kind of give some good visual reference cues. So um, that YouTube page, it's Conspiracy Kyle. Once again, Conspiracy with a K. There you go, people. Go follow him on Twitter. Me and him interact a lot. He's always posting some good Star Wars memes, that <laughs> good conspiracy Star Wars memes. Don't get Yeah, absolutely. Get yeah, and I, I like Twitter. You know, I, I stopped Twitter for a little while, but it's... It's a lot of fun. You know, I think we all have a lot of fun on there. It's you have to kind of laugh about all this crazy stuff that's going on. You know, otherwise you're just going to drive yourself crazy. Exactly. So I love Twitter, too. I don't post on Facebook or Instagram even too much. But Twitter's. Oh, yeah. Twitter's what what you got to do. People stay off TikTok. Don't let China get your information. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I I I went down a TikTok rabbit hole last year. I posted some embarrassing videos. Oh, no. So I had to. I had to purge that when someone that I worked with was like, hey, I saw your TikTok videos. I'm like, yeah, that's gone. Yeah. We're done with that. Uh, fun <sighs> while it lasted, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, bring, bring back Vine and we'll talk. <laughs> exactly. All right. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you if you would rank your Star Wars movies for me. That That's all nine and the two anthologies, Han Solo and Rogue One. Oh boy, I haven't thought about this in a while. If you could rattle off, just ballpark it, you know, maybe your top three and then middle and then the ones you don't like. All right, so um, top three, top three is going to be all three from the original trilogy. So I'll go, I'll go Empire Strikes Back, um, original Star Wars, and then Return of the Jedi, and... I, I, earlier in my er, when earlier as a kid, I would have probably had those flipped because mm-hmm. you know Empire Strikes Back. There's so much, gosh, there's so much depth in that that I don't I don't think you necessarily can uh, can appreciate as a kid. You know, there's so much symbolism and all the wisdom of Yoda. It's it's really really deep. There's a lot of different layers of all the stuff he talks with Luke about. Um, so earlier in my childhood, I probably put uh, Jedi first. But anyway, so yeah, so Empire Strikes Back, uh, A New Hope, and then Return of the Jedi. And then, and honestly, um, so, so okay. So then, from there, we'll do uh, Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Which I which I think was a really that really was great. Well done. That was great. Yeah, it, it's really great. And like I've been talking about that movie a lot recently in my podcast and in different presentations I've been doing because mm-hmm. um, while while I get some people don't appreciate some of the elements of the prequels of how like it played out and stuff like the story is freaking amazing yeah i mean it's it, it's that battle scene no, no. with anakin and obi-wan on mustafar is like my uh, probably my personal favorite scene of all star wars but oh yeah yeah it's 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 incredible i mean the <laughs> i mean the, the special effects that lucas did for those few movies it mm-hmm. were, were groundbreaking at the time I, mean, right. I don't think they get enough credit now yeah the cgi they have now obviously they're faking shit that they put on mars but (laughs) but that's another rabbit hole we won't go down today (laughs) i would not be surprised if george lucas had his people working on that (laughs) right he's like he's like i already got the space footage let's just go ahead and and throw that their fake space footage let's go ahead and throw that in there so and, and yeah the other scene from revenge of the sith which i think is really symbolic is at the end when um, you know Palpatine's taking over the universe at this point, mm-hmm. and Yoda confronts him, and they literally have a duel in the Senate. Yoda flying <laughs> around was the greatest. Yeah, you're right. That that's a very good one too. And like like in the in just the, the symbolism, and this is another thing that I don't necessarily didn't catch as a kid, but the symbolism of Palpatine literally throwing all these Senate chairs at Yoda. 
like okay that's, it's okay right it's it's like very symbolic of him destroying the senate and taking it all over upon himself you know what i mean yeah yeah i wow i didn't get that until right now either <laughs> <laughs> and you know I, and i guess the other thing i had heard too was so it, it's it's a few and right here we go another rabbit hole in a rabbit hole <laughs> that's um, what it's all about brother don't worry <laughs> You know, the end of Revenge of the Sith, it's really about the downfall of the of the, you know, galaxy into this dictatorship or communist government or totalitarian government, whatever you want to call it. So you have that, you have him literally destroying the Senate. And then the Anakin and Obi-Wan duel, you know, they're on that lava planet, and I, I don't I don't know what necessarily is being being done on that planet. But, you know, there's all kinds of machinery and stuff. I don't know if they're harvesting the lava for for you know production or whatever but like right. you know throughout that battle stuff just keeps getting broken and smashed and all these towers and all these things are coming down so mm-hmm. it's like whatever this industry was on that planet is this industry is literally being destroyed mm-hmm. and i heard that in an interview i'm like holy crap i never really thought about that you know because they're just fighting and this and that but all this stuff is um breaking and being destroyed and all these control panels are blowing up so, like, industries being destroyed, politics are being destroyed, you know, and, and obviously, you know, um, Anakin's emotional relationship with his, with his wife is ending, too. So all these things are, like, coming to a, a crashing halt and just turning into darkness, which is a crazy last chapter in a trilogy, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think any trilogy has right. that, ended that, was ended that dark. Mm-hmm. Well, see, people, um, there's more to Star Wars than just people fighting with light swords. There, there's great it, symbology in here. <laughs> exactly. So so anyway, so I'll do Revenge of the Sith there. Um, then I'll say uh, Phantom Menace, which, okay. you know, I've gone yep. back and watched recently. And, and, it's, and it's, it actually holds up pretty well. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. And, and then what I'll do next is I'm going to slot in uh, Rogue One into my sixth spot there, which... Um, in my opinion, I think was the most. I don't know what your. I want to know your thoughts about this. I, I think of all the five. I'm sorry. I guess it's one, two, yeah, five, five new Disney movies. I think that's the most well done out of all of them. Uh, without a doubt, our lists are actually very similar here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think for one, you know, I love, the, I love the kind of ending where everybody dies. You know, maybe mm-hmm. that's just a morbid thing for me. Um, but you know where where all the characters like one of my favorite movies. I don't know if you've ever heard, uh, heard of the movie Reservoir Dogs. I've heard of it. I, I don't remember the premise. <laughs> um, well, it was like these bank robbers and they were fighting over money and stuff. But really, at the end, they all just everybody shoots everybody and everybody dies. Hmm. So it's like I, I, I kind of like that kind of you know. Yeah, you don't expect that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So and plus you know the Darth Vader scene showing him in his full glory of trying to get back these. Death Star tapes was was oh. freaking badass. Yeah, the end scene where he's slicing up the uh, rebels and they're handing off that tape, and they know they're that's that. Oh, we're bringing yeah. up all these good scenes. I might have to rethink my whole list. Oh wow! <laughs> I, I, I gotta, you know, I gotta send you a good meme of that. You know, of that scene where Darth Vader shows up in that hallway and he's like taking out all those rebels. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw a really great meme, and it, it's one of those memes that's like it's funny, but it's so true at the same time. Um, they put they put over Darth Vader's face and said COVID nineteen, and then every one of the rebels was like a different thing that was destroyed via COVID. One was like small you know, businesses, small, yeah. small businesses, <laughs> churches, uh, relationships. It's like I'll have to send you this. It was it was it was hilarious, <laughs> but at the same time, kind of sad. But it uh, it made a lot of sense. <clears throat> um, okay, so that's so we got through one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, seven. I'll put in. I'll put Force Awakens next. Okay. Which I th- which I think was which I think was a pretty was a pretty cool one. I mean, there was so much hype for that. I thought um, it was but I, the best one of the new, uh, the new trilogy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So I'll put that. I'll put that there. Um, and then next I'll put. I'll put. Oh shoot. <laughs> I'll put Attack of the Clones next. Okay. Um, cause I don't, I don't want to drop it down too far. I have a definite, I have a definite last one, which I, you, you can probably guess. I think it's a lot of people's yeah. least one. So <laughs> I'll put attack of the clones next. Um, and then I'll do rise of Skywalker just because I don't know. It, it, it was, it was all right. I mean, I love Palpatine as a character, but 
they just botched that entire trilogy. They they just didn't have a direction of what they wanted to do, and they kind of just mashed in a character we knew at the end and hoped that we wouldn't, you know, hate it too much. And yeah. just you know, they they took their money and ran with it. So I'll put Rise of Skywalker there. Then I'll then I'll put the Han Solo movie, which. That's when I need to go back and watch again. I might move that up yeah, on my list. I'm surprised it, it fell that far. Like I, I thought, I'm surprised it fell that far on your list. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a little childish. They could have made it like more adult and darker, but it's Disney. What right. can you expect? Uh, right. But, yeah, and you know, I think I think I only put it so low because it's not like whenever I say like, "Hey, I want to go back and watch a Star Wars movie," mm-hmm. that one, yeah, never comes not, up. Not, yeah, yeah. It, it just doesn't like pop up into my mind. But yeah. I need to, I need to go back and watch it again because there, there's some good, there's some good stuff in there. Like you know the card scenes with him and Lando, I thought were pretty cool. Yes, for sure. There, there's a lot of uh, good callbacks, like the, the Kessel Run and how he meets Chewie. You know, there there are some good, yeah, good content in there. Yeah, and then you know, obviously, I think a lot of people will put the Last Jedi as the last. Yep. Just because, uh, what what are your thoughts about it before I talk about it? Oh, it was terrible. Um, I didn't yeah. really enjoy any of these seven, eight, nine. I I didn't really like any of them. I would put the Han Solo movie and Rogue One definitely above all them, and all the prequels yeah. and all the originals definitely above them. My last are probably seven, nine, eight, maybe seven, eight, nine. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. It was. I, I don't know. It. it they could have done better. That's all I got to say. They, they could have done better. I mean, the, the one biggest problem besides, you know, the execution of the story was that they started working on pre-production of this before The Force Awakens even came out. Mm-hmm. So you don't even know how the first part of the trilogy is going to work out, how people are going to react to it. And you're already working on the second part. I think that's a really dangerous move. But I know why they did it. It's because, you know, Disney's a huge shareholder-owned corporation. Yep. They need to pump these movies out like Marvel. Yep, just to and, please the masses, pump content out. Right, and and I don't think, and I think you'll probably agree with me, I don't think that you can mass produce Star Wars like you can Marvel. Because, you know, as much as I enjoy the Marvel movies, um, they're very, it's, it's, it, they just follow a formula. Yep. You know, you, you know what the formula is. You know, the beginning, there's a minor battle, they kind of gather strength and get together, and then there's a big battle at the end. Yep, and that's, that's every exactly single. That's every happened. single one of them. And I mean, I, I, what are your, do you like the Marvel stuff? Um, I you know I've probably seen most of them. There might be a few that have slipped by that I haven't seen. Like, I don't think I watched Ant Ant Man the Wasp or I don't know. There, but I I don't get into them nearly as much as I enjoy Star Wars now. Right, right. You know, th- there's just not a lot of like depth to right. it. You know, it's it's very surface level. Whereas Star Wars, I think there's so much more, at least there used to be, I think, when the, in the Lucas era. There used to be a lot more that, that left you with something to think about. Um, you know, because it, it was Star Wars is never about the action. It's really about, it, it's almost like what George Lucas called it. He called it a space opera, hmm. which I, I think is a more fitting term yeah, than like a sci-fi sure. movie. Because when you talk about like an opera, you talk you're, you're talking about you know like Greek mythology, Roman mythology, right? You know all this mythology. Like I, I think Star Wars just happens to be in a futuristic like world, but but the technology and stuff is kind of secondary to you know more religious aspects and stuff of the movies. So I I, I don't think you know in getting back to the Last Jedi, um, <clears throat> I, I think what they did with Luke's character you know, weakened, weakened him to an extent that he was almost unrecognizable. You know, um, in in the original movies, he faced off against the most powerful people in the universe yeah. out of love out, out of love for his father to try to save him. You know, a very sacrificial type role. And then in The Last Jedi, you find out, well, uh, he, he thought there was something wrong with his nephew and he was just going to kill him in his sleep. What? Yeah, the, right. The, the whole backstory about how he went into solitude or whatever just never really sat well with me. I am excited right. for a lot of these upcoming series they're going to put on Disney+. Plus. I know it's another subscription service I have to shell out 8 bucks a month or whatever to. But <laughs> right. You got to do it if you're a fan. And um, I, think, I think so. And you know what I think they should do? And this is my prediction. Because of all the backlash with The Last Jedi about what they did with Luke, I think they absolutely have to make 
either an animated or a live action series about Luke as the master of that Jedi Academy. They they need to do something with yeah, Luke there. What that, do you think? That would be good to take those years that he was there and put it into something. I mean, I think he might appear as like a one-time appearance like he did in the Mandalorian here and there throughout these new things, but I doubt they will, I highly doubt. I don't know, they'll they'll keep pumping content for years, though. they'll probably make something about that eventually. I think so, I think so, and, and I think, um, you know, and even Mark Hamill, you know, obviously, you know, yeah. play Luke Skywalker, he had a lot of negative stuff to say about how they, how they handled his character, and they, they literally, they kind of silenced him. Yeah. When he said this kind of stuff, um, you know, kind of going back to cancel culture, yeah, full circle um, always does. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, he, and that, they probably took him aback because he's always been a big, like Trump hater and, you know, hates everybody on the right and all this stuff. And it probably wasn't used to that kind of cancel culture coming back his way. So one sense he kind of deserved it, but at the same time, he, he, he knows more about that character than anybody who's going to direct these movies. Yeah, you know he 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 li- he lived that character. You know, a part of him is that character. So, right. hopefully, if they do some more stuff with Luke, they'll they'll get him involved and get his take on what he thinks Luke should do, and not just what you know a group of of Hollywood writers with an agenda you know ha- wants to do. We can have hope that they're going to do that, but they'll probably just CGI a young Luke in and never talk to Mark again. But. Probably. Yeah, you're probably right. 100%. <laughs> well, Kyle, 100%. that was great. Thank you for spending some time with me and coming on the show. We'll have to do this again sure. sometime. Absolutely. Hey, Mitch, I really appreciate coming on. Thanks a lot. Anytime, brother. We'll have to stay in touch. All right. Take care. Right. You too, brother. Well, that's all for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed me and Kyle nerding out there at the end talking about our Star Wars power rankings. But Kyle's a great guy with a great show. Make sure you go to the show links and check out all his work. Give him some love. All our show's links and all our accounts are in the show notes, so check those out too. And thanks for listening, guys. Take it away, Mulder. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one... No government agency has jurisdiction over the truth.